Yo, 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 what's good, Addicts Gang? Welcome to the pod. It's good to be back on the mic talking to you guys. And believe it or not, it's week one, people. We've made it. We made it through the cold, dark, sad, sometimes even depressing off-season. That is, you know... Basically, you know, what we get used to every single year. We spend half the year excited and happy and, you know, keen to wake up on a Monday morning for us Australians. But, you know, and then the the other six months of the year is just very, very sad time. Um, But, you know, we made it. Uh, Week one's here and I want to bring you everything that I'm looking forward to um, and look forward to seeing in week one this season. Um, It's not going to be entirely fantasy related, but, you know, a lot of it may be fantasy related um, as well. But I think it'd just be good to sort of set the tone for the year. Um, you know, we've waited a long time for this. I'm very um, excited that football's going to be back. I'm excited to see the Thursday night game. Excited to see how the, uh, you know, the rookie Jameer Gibbs performs against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure they've been game planning for him as soon as that NFL draft happened. Um, but yeah, I'm going to get stuck straight into it. It is obviously the Thursday night game. It's the Chiefs versus the Lions. Um I want to keep these short as well. I want to get through every single game um, that's going to be going on this week. But so I'm just going to, you know, give a few one-liners, a couple of bit of a spiel on each game um, and what I'm sort of looking for anyway. Um, for the Kansas City Chiefs, we saw the news of Travis Kelsey um, having hyperextended his knee in training this week. So to see whether he suits up and how much that's going to affect the Chiefs is, um, is something I'm really interested to see how Patrick Mahomes, with, you know, realistically very limited weapons um, in comparison to what he's used to with Tyreek Hill having left the season before last and now Travis Kelsey with a hyperextended knee may not be available for the game. Um, to see how he goes, I still think they're going to get the dub. But, uh, you know, to see how the Lions go as well, they'll arguably the you know, top five offense last year. I believe they're the second best offense in the NFL behind the Chiefs, the back half of the year as well. Jared Goff and this offense really started clicking. Um, so to see how Jameer Gibbs acclimatizes into this offense is going to be really important. I'm obviously a big Armin Ra St. Brown fan, and I think he's going to have an absolutely massive game this year. You've also got rookie Sam Laporta as well um, to see how he can contribute straight away. Um, but yeah, that game is going to be high-powered. I don't think the defenses are very good. Chiefs don't have Chris Jones. Um, you know, sneaky, bet the overs. I don't know if, um, you know, we'll get Joel and uh, Charlene's uh, gambling pod coming out in the next couple of days, I would imagine. I wonder if they touch on um, that game. That's something I'm sneaky having a bet on the overs there. Um, next game got up. Obviously, I just want to obviously preface as well. When I say Monday morning, I don't mean like Monday 8 a.m. these games are on um, in Australia. Monday 3 a.m. is the first um, grouping of games, so, you know, the early window as they would call it. Um, so Red Zone starts at 3 a.m. for us and, you know, I'm excited to be up. I can't wait to actually get up at 3 a.m. to watch these games. We've got a division matchup in the Browns and the Bengals. I think we know what we're going to get out of the Bengals this year. I think we know they're going to be good. The defense is going to be, you know, average to, you know, slightly above average potentially. But you're going to have Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow absolutely tearing it up. T. Higgins as well. Joe Mixon's going to contribute where he can. But I'm interested to see how the Browns with Deshaun Watson having had an off-season to, you know, learn the team, learn the weapons, um, get acclimatized to the system and the coaching, um, being back into football after missing so much time as well, to see how this team can really, you know, hit their stride because they're paying him a lot of money to win football games, not to be 
a mediocre quarterback, which is what he was in the back end of last year. And I think we'll give him a pass considering uh, everything that had been going on off the field. But to see how Sean Watson performs this year, and especially week one, something I'm very excited to, to see. And if the Browns can get a win... Um, at home over the Bengals to start the season it's going to go a long way um, to what they have planned for the rest of the year Ravens-Texans could be a little bit of a boring game um, I know Joel's geared up to roll out J.K. Dobbins against this Houston Texans defense um, but I'm excited to see what C.J. Stroud can do I mean we, we know what Lamar Jackson and these weapons uh, that he's now got are going to do I think they're going to very comfortably win this game but the Ravens are never sort of an easy opponent for, especially for young quarterbacks to go up against. They're really well coached um, as well by John Harbour. Um, so to see how they, you know, attack CJ Stroud and how he ran response to that pressure that they're definitely going to send to him um, was something I'm looking for as well. Um, Vikings-Buccaneers, probably not the uh, the blockbuster matchup um, that it has been over the last few years considering uh, Tom Brady is now no longer a Tampa Bay Buccaneer. Um, Vikings-Justin Jefferson is going to be awesome. It's going to be awesome to watch. Um, the Buccaneers, but the Baker-Mayfield experiment, it the, the Baker Mayfield experiment could start off really well here. I think the Buccaneers are a sneaky chance to beat the Vikings. Like I think the Vikings were overperforming um, what they were um, in reality last season as far as their win totals were concerned. Um, but, you know, it would be Baker Mania down in Florida if uh, they can pull off a win here in week one. Um, obviously a tremendous character um, in the eyes of the NFL viewer, but obviously needs to start putting performances together. And he's definitely got the weapons here in Tampa Bay um, to at least, you know, if he does have the talent and the ability to, do, to get it done, it's going to be here. Um, Falcons-Panthers, bit of a stinky matchup. Um, two very young teams with young quarterbacks, young weapons, um, you know, obviously that they've... Now brought in, we've got Kyle Pitts and Drake London on the Atlanta Falcons side, B. John Robinson with Desmond Ritter at the helm as well. It's going to be interesting to see how he goes. Definitely got the talent around him to succeed. I just don't know if he's got it in him. Uh, Carolina Panthers' defense has been pretty good of late despite their lackluster win totals the last couple of seasons. They do have a really, really good defense, and that won him you know, quite a few games. I believe they won seven games last year, or even eight games. Um purely off the back of the defense because the offense sure as hell wasn't doing anything. Um, and then to see Bryce Young, um, who's looked very composed given all the pressure that he's seen in the preseason as well, looks really composed and looks like he's going to make really good choices and be a, a good NFL quarterback. Um, but getting, f- you know, first actions against, um, you know, Falcons defense, that was very poor last season, but they've made some really good additions. Um through free agency mostly as well as the draft. Um, see how he goes as well. It'll be really cool to see. The Commanders and Cardinals, what a stinky game. I think the Commanders are going to absolutely manhandle the Cardinals. I think that's the way they play um, and how they're going to use Sam Howell um, offensively against this really poor Cardinals defense. They're going to get the ball into their playmakers. They'll be hoping that Terry McLaurin is healthy. I don't think it's going to matter. I think Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel, um, as well as Antonio Gibson, Brian Robinson, are going to be more than enough um, to take care of business against this Cardinal defense. Um, but to see how he performs as well, I think he does have like sneaky upside to be, you know, 
a franchise quarterback potentially. Um, and I think they're giving him every opportunity to prove that. Do you have Jacoby Brissett waiting as a backup if they do want to be very average again? Um, but to see what Sam Howell can perform um, and do for this team is going to be really important. The Cardinals, it's not really too much that you want to take away from these games. I think they'll be happy to get the loss and get you know one step closer to having the number one and number two overall pick between them and the Houston Texans. So um, a loss here for the Cardinals, not exactly um, all doom and gloom. The Colts and Jags game. So now the Colts and Jags game have been very, very gross for a number of years, right up until the saviour, um, Trevor Lawrence, arrived in Jacksonville and turned that franchise around. The Colts are now hoping that Anthony Richardson can do the same thing for them. He's getting the start week one. Uh, they're not, you know, not giving him any time, putting him straight into the fire. I think he's an absolute physical specimen. He does have the opportunity um, to really impose himself on this Jaguars defense that did struggle at times last season. I think Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram, these weapons are going to be too much for the Colts in the end. I do see them uh, getting the win. Um, but are we, yeah, really interested to see how um, Anthony Richardson performs in his first season. I think he's going to be the talk of this game. Um, we know how good Trevor and those weapons are um, over in Jacksonville. Again, that's going to be really uh, interesting to see who is going to come out on top, to be honest, is this Steelers and Niners games, two teams that on paper you would think, based on last year's results, wouldn't be that closely, you know, rated or I don't know how you'd say, like, you know, closely talented. But I think the Steelers are a sneaky good football team. And I think where they struggled last year is they just had a young quarterback that was, you know, thrown into his into the role as a starter pretty much. I believe what he'd take over in like week four, week five. Or, you know, Mitch Trubisky wasn't doing anything anyway. And he wasn't exactly that mentoring type of player. I think he was fighting for his own career. He wasn't in a position to, to guide and to, you know, provide growth opportunities for Kenny Pickett. And they've seen him in the preseason genuinely dominate dudes this offense has looked really good um george pickens looked really good deontay johnson as good as ever pat frymuth you know what you're going to get from these guys Najee harris and jalen warren look like a really dynamic backfield the offensive line has played well um and they're going to get a test week one against this 49ers team that you know they're looking to extend you know nick bosa with arguably probably one of the biggest defensive contracts in history if not the biggest um we know that they're going to be good. They've got Brock Purdy back as well. Um, they're going to be explosive. Steelers' defense is very good as well. I think these teams are more evenly matched um, than people think they are. And, that, you know, you might be able to take a couple of points with the Steelers at home. It's not often you get um, you get to take points on the Steelers at home. So not a bad little bet there as well if you do think um, they're as good as I think they are anyway. The New Orleans Saints and the Titans game, I think that game is going to be incredibly boring. I think it's going to be incredibly low scoring. Uh, The Titans historically have had a good defense for a very long time. Um, They're very well coached under Mike Vrabel. Um, I think they're going to, you know, expose not some shortcomings of the Saints because I think they're actually quite talented on offense, especially with all, you know, they've got a good crop of running backs, wide receivers. If Mike Thomas can, you know, contribute and stay healthy for once um, in his career over the last probably three or four four seasons now. Um, Chris Olave's there. Um, they've got a couple of good tight ends. I think they're very talented with Derek Carr there, but I think growing into the offense, and it's going to take a little bit of time for him to to get settled um, in a new place, in a new system as well. Um, and I think the Titans going to try and run the ball an absolute ton, as they normally do. Um, but obviously, it's not going to allow itself for this game to get out of hand. It's not going to be a 35-30 to 30 game. I think there's something, this finishes something like a a 7 or a 10 to 
13 or something like that. Um, I can't see both of these teams scoring very many points against two defenses who are who are pretty good. Now over to the later window. So the first game of the later window that I'm looking at here is none other than my Denver Broncos um, against the... I almost said Oakland. I really almost said Oakland. It's been a while now. Um, the Las Vegas Raiders. We get to play at home week one. How good's that? And, um, you know, historically, the Broncos do not lose um, week one matchups. I think I think we're one of the best teams, I think, in the last probably 10 years or 12, 15 years or something like that. Mind you, a lot of Peyton Manning years in there. Um, but we don't lose week one, especially at home. We haven't beaten the Raiders in a very long time. I don't know what exactly the number is. I think it's something like six or I think it's probably six or even eight. It's probably like three or four years straight we have not beaten the Raiders. Um, I was actually there last year when we uh, lost to the Raiders in overtime in Denver, hoping there's not going to be a repeat of that. Devonta Adams, I hate you. Um, I've never forgiven you. I've never had you on a fantasy team. And frankly, I've paid the price. Um but I think that the Denver Broncos are going to be too strong for the Raiders here. I think we're going to be able to control the game. Hopefully, you know, use that home field advantage. You've got to stop the run. I think this game um, is going to be completely on the back of Josh Jacobs. Obviously, having agreed a new contract now, um, one-year extension. They get, you know, gets his extra couple of million dollars on top of the franchise tag as well. He's going to most likely dominate this game, and I think that's where the Broncos need to stop him. So what I'm looking to see is this Broncos defense actually stop him for once. Um, and then Russell Wilson, man, needs to bounce back. I don't know if anyone else saw the uh, the comments from uh, Sean Payton this week about Russell Wilson needs to stop kissing babies and start winning football games. And I love to hear that from the head coach because, God, even watching Hard Knocks and hearing Nathaniel Hackett talk, He's not a head coach. He was never going to be a head coach. He wants to be their mate instead of wanting to actually coach them and win football games. I think he's too busy trying to be friends with them, which is great as a coordinator because I feel like you're going to get the most in-depth conversation and build that relationship that you need between a, quarter, a coordinator um, and the positional group. I think that relationship needs to be very like close and very... Um, uh, I don't know what the word is, but you need to be friends with them. You need to understand them, know um, you know how, how they tick, um, what they these players respond to. As a head coach, you need to be you need to have command over the playing group. You need to be someone they not fear, but someone that they respect and someone that they are going to listen to um, at all times. And just yeah, obviously getting a closer look at it now, um, I think in hindsight is a beautiful thing. Um, thank goodness Nathaniel Haggard's gone. Sean Payton's here. He's done it before. He's going to do it again. Go Broncos. Um, this Patriots-Eagles game, I think is going to be a blowout. I think the Eagles are going to manhandle the New England Patriots. They're going to just run it down their throat. They won't be able to stop Jalen Hurts. They won't be able to stop the five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten different running backs. They're going to be running in this game. Um, AJ Brown's probably going to moss like three people for a couple couple of touchdowns. Devonta Smith's probably going to have 10 catches for 120 and it's just going to be an absolute bath. Um, I am looking forward to seeing how the Patriots can try and manage this game and try and keep it in hand because I just don't see a world where they're going to be able to control enough of the ball um, with Mac Jones at quarterback. I think they're going to be a team that's going to they're going to tee off on him and they're going to force turnovers as they always do um, this Eagles team looks really strong they made a really good NFL draft and it looks like the defense is just going to be as strong as it was last year Seattle Seahawks and the Los Angeles Rams division battle 
I'm looking forward to seeing how Matthew Stafford and this LA Rams team that are fully invested in realistically trying to win because they've got Matthew Stafford rolling out there um, and they, you know, they didn't address the quarterback position in any sort of significant way. Um, and you, we know what the NFL is like these days. You need an elite quarterback. You need an elite young quarterback to win in the NFL realistically. Um, and they're not obviously not going to have that, but Matthew Stafford's still out there, but he's most likely not going to have his best mate in Cooper Cup out there. So I don't know who is going to step up. I know Ben has made a trade for Tyler Higby in our Dynasty League because he's desperate for a start if he's going to be missing um, Travis Kelsey this week. So, I mean, reeks of desperation. Just play someone else, dude. Like, I don't know why you had to go and make that move. Um but yeah, to see how Matthew Stafford, if he's still got juice, like he looked very poor at times last season before his neck injury. I think we can, we would like to um, attribute a lot of that to the neck injury. Um, but, you know, we'll wait and see. Um, Seattle Seahawks, Geno Smith, he ain't right back though. Um, added another weapon into this offense that was already incredibly good. And when I say another weapon, I actually mean another two weapons. They've added Jackson Smith and Jigma, and they've added Zach Charbonnet as well into the backfield. This offense is going to be well run. Pete Carroll just continues to be a good coach. It was a myth for a long time that he was a terrible coach. I think he proved that um, very, very wrong last year. Um, to see if, you know, Geno Smith continue to go from strength to strength and try and elevate this team past where they went last year. Obviously, getting eliminated in the wild card wasn't an ideal end for his season, um, despite how good it was. Um, I think he needs to try and elevate this team to the next level, um, and that potentially may come from the defensive end as well. Um, but that remains to be seen. Chargers Dolphins, honestly, my favourite matchup of the week. I think this game is going to be electric. Um, so many stars, like you know, these teams are obviously both the Chargers and the Dolphins. They look like teams that are going to be there when um, the playoffs roll around. Um, when the games matter, they're going to be there. But these teams are full of, like, star names. Um, you know, the Chargers on the defense have got Derwin James, Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. Um, they've also got, on the offensive end, it's Justin Herbert, it's Keenan Allen, it's Mike Williams, um, it's Austin Eckler. Then you've got the Dolphins. You've got obviously got Tua at quarterback. You've got a lot to prove. I've seen the same draft class as Justin Herbert. But you've got Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. Um, on the defensive end side of the ball, you don't have Jalen Ramsey there. So it's going to be interesting to see how... The Dolphins intend on stopping, you know, the Chargers pass catchers who do have, you know, a quarterback advantage over what the um the Dolphins going to be dealing with as well. So I think the Dolphins have a chance to take this one if I had to pick, but this is probably my Denver bias coming in. I'd love to see the Chargers um, fall to 0-1 to start the year. The next game we've got is the Bears-Packers, and I think this is a great, great opportunity for Justin Fields to show that he has arrived, um, that the Green Bay Packers no longer own the Chicago Bears. Um, Aaron Rodgers is gone. Their nightmares are over. Justin Fields is actually a quarterback that can throw the ball. He has weapons. I think this is these are all things that Bears fans are, are looking forward to hopefully have their you know opinions confirmed. And they're going to get an opportunity week one um, against a Packers team that does have Jordan Love making his... Not his first start, but it feels like his first start. He now has the keys to the franchise, essentially. Um, they're expecting you know, him to be just as good, if not, you know, they're, they're wanting him to be another generational quarterback for this franchise. And, you know, if they do it again, well, props to Green Bay. I mean, they just continue to churn out um, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, it seems. Um, but he's going to have a challenge against the Chicago Bears. So the defense has always been, you know, you're going to get a pretty good unit um, from Chicago. 
Um, but I'll be interested to see how Justin... It's just going to be the Justin Fields show in this game. I think um, he can really make a statement, especially himself and DJ Moore. I'm sure they're talking to each other about, you know, wanting to really send a message week one um, against the division foe in the Green Bay Packers. One thing I do think the NFL has done really well for week one is these Sunday night games and Monday night games are absolutely unreal. I think they couldn't have done this any better. Um, you know, potentially the, like, again, they did it on a Thursday, but, like, the Chiefs-Lions games are probably on this kind of level of, like, exciting and, you know, public intrigue as well, not just team, not just fans of each team. But the Giants and the Cowboys on Sunday Night Football. It's going to be so much fun to watch. I'm very excited to see Saquon Barkley dominate the Chicago, the Chicago, the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I'm very excited to see Daniel Jones, what this offense under Brian Dayball can do in year two. Darren Waller's back and healthy. Um, they've got Jalen Hyatt now. I think this Giants team is sneaky underrated. I know they're actually the underdog against these Cowboys. And although I think the Cowboys are good, it's... I don't know if they've got it. I don't know if they've made enough moves or acquired enough talent to elevate themselves from being just this good, not great football team that they have for a very long time. They haven't been able to get over the hump. They've been to a lot of playoff games and they've fallen short um, when it's mattered most. And I don't think there's been significant enough turnover to then, you know, warrant them being given this status of being a complete, you know, championship contender that a lot of people have them to be. The final game of the slate is the Jets and the Bills. It's going to be awesome. Aaron Rodgers in the game green. Two New York teams going up against each other. The Bills, obviously, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs. They've added Dalton Kincaid. They've got James Cook in the backfield. Going to be incredible to watch. I think they're going to be able to get their own despite this New York Jets defense being really, really talented and really good. Obviously, week one, you normally see defenses struggle just that little bit. Offenses normally, you know, kick off the season a little bit stronger than defenses do. And as the season progresses, um, you see defenses get a lot better. But as far as the Jets go, are concerned, when they're on offense... I don't think this Bills defense is going to be able to stop the likes of Garrett Wilson, the likes of even Alan Lazard, to be honest. The Bills last season couldn't cover anybody. Um, They just got into shootouts, and, you know, Josh Allen's as good as as they come, and he's able to get the job done. Um, But with Aaron Rodgers on the other side of the ball, um, he's someone who definitely knows how to manage and win football games. Um, You're going to see them, you know, you're going to get a healthy dose of Dalvin Cook. You're going to get a healthy dose of Brees Hall, despite him coming back from an injury. They're going to use him in, you know, really... I think they're going to use him in in really um, different situations. I think they're going to allow him to get outside um, of the tackle box. I don't think they're going to run him inside for three yards of carry. You know what I mean? I don't think that's where they want to use him, um, at least while he's coming back. I think they're going to use Dalvin Cook to, you know, get those really tough short yardage um, carries. And then where they see an opportunity on play action, where they see an opportunity um, to, you know, make runs outside, I think that's where Brees Hall is going to be used as well. To see how healthy he is is something um, I'm looking forward to seeing as well. Um, I know that I've raced through um, these games rather quickly, but I just wanted to sort of get on the mic, tell you how I'm feeling, how I'm geared up, how I'm excited for week one. Um, I'm, you know, one thing was actually mentioned in our one of our fantasy leagues this week is, We've really forgotten how difficult it is to set lineups and it's been genuinely a tough week where I'm just consistent. I'm on the train to work every single morning. I'm sat on there for an hour and I'm literally just got my head buried in sleeper. And I'm like, okay, 
Who do I want to start? Like, what news am I waiting on? Do I need to hear that Cooper Cup is definitely out? And I'm taking him out of my lineup. I'm going to replace him with this person. And it's just gen- just been a uh, very, very long week. And it's going to be really cool when I get to actually submit that first lineup. When I go to sleep Sunday morning, I wake up. I set my alarm for like 10 to 3. So I give myself 10 minutes to just digest any news that, hap- that happens beforehand. Um always honestly i feel like it's the most fun when you wake up like 10 minutes before the game you're scrambling to try and like adjust any news that's happened um but that's something i suggest all of you do if you're obviously if you're in the states it happens during on a sunday and it's during the day like you can do this like in the morning in the lead up to the games it's great um but if you, you know you're in a different time zone like myself and you're having to get up late at night um in the wee hours of the morning um Getting up, getting your lineups changed, and you know adjusting to all that news that happens um, is always good fun, um, but can be very stressful at the same time. Um, so I want to wish all of our listeners um, that have you know followed you know the podcast through the off season, um, been listening to the pod, um, been interacting with us on Twitter as well. Start sits. Um, Andrew's going to be putting out a podcast regarding some start sits for week one as well. Um, Joel and Charlene are going to be going through their best bets for week one. Um, make sure you're listening to that one because. I definitely will be and I want to make some money um, but make, I just want to say best of luck for the 2023 fantasy football season um, hopefully you bring home some championships for the fantasy addicts we want to know how you're going in your leagues tweet at us ask us questions start sits trade questions anything you need Twitter is probably the best place Instagram as well shoot us a DM um, we'll be on there we'll answer you, any of your questions um, and until you know I probably won't. You probably won't hear from me until week one's over, and I'll be like crying because like four of my players have torn ACLs. It's gonna be great. I'm very excited. So between now and the start of the end of week one, a lot of things are gonna happen. Can't wait to be back here next week and go through uh, everything you know that's happened during week one and digest all the news and. You know, the fantasy landscape, it changes very quickly. So we're going to be looking at a very, very different picture come uh, this time next week. So best of luck, get your dubs and peace.